Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, are you ready to listen to the best music podcast ever? ever. Available on six platforms: Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Store, Spotify, and more. You're listening to the When Words Fail Music Speaks podcast with James Cox and Blake Mosley. Hey everybody, and, and welcome to the When Words Feel Music Speaks podcast. Uh, I am your host, the professional handicapped, and, I'm, and I know my voice sounds like Scooter from the Muppets, but that's okay because on the other end of this line, I got my my favorite co-host, who is my only co-host. Uh, he is the loudest the guy, best. The, the best. <laughs> he, he is the loudest guy in the room, only when he's playing the drums. The podcast internet sensation and quite possibly the sexiest voice over the internet. My friend and yours, Brosley. What's going on, man? Hey, dude. Um, I have been told that I am very loud when I play drums, uh, yeah. although I like to think that I am more heavy-footed than I am heavy-handed. Um, so you're just going to have to deal with it. <laughs> well now well uh i remember uh, on a few past episodes you said that you uh uh tried to double beast with just one foot so you are headed to heavy footy for sure because that's it's, yeah that's it's, not a good thing to do. it might be that might be why it might yeah. be why i'm more heavy footed than heavy handed because i could not afford a double bass pedal at a young age so yeah. i just tried to mimic it as best i could with one leg one leg um yeah, yeah. Well, but, I mean, hey, you know, I mean, you did it, right? Listen, uh, these are hard times, and I love that now that that is a trend of people trying to get rid of their double bass pedals and trying to accent more with just one leg. And I was like, look, I did that when I was like twelve. Yeah, and it's just because like, I this couldn't afford new. a double bass pedal. Yeah, this is nothing new. It's nothing new. I've been doing this since I was like five. <laughs> you guys are way, 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 way behind. Everyone spent their money on nice double bass pedals and crappy drum sets, and right. I was more like, I would rather have a nice drum set and a crappy pedal. Um, and just tweak it a little bit, you know? Yeah, yeah, there you go. So this is episode 30, man. 30 episodes oh, done. It would be awesome if this was episode 138. Yes. Oh, but I it's see not. what you did there. But it's not. I see We're still way what off. you did there, sir. We'll just, we'll just redo this episode when we reach episode 138. Yes, right. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll come back to this one, right? So Right. Um. So I... I asked. Well, I didn't ask you to that. That, that I, I I suggested because that's what you we commanded. Do. I do no, no. Let's get you this right. You the whip. I, right. <laughs> no, no. But I, but I, but I thought about doing the Children of Bodom episode. But mm-hmm. I'm like, uh, Brosley knows a lot about the Misfits, so we're gonna. I, I'm gonna see what he thinks about it, and and we're probably going to get it done because the Misfits is a is a near and dear band in my heart and i know and i know it's a near your band in your heart too so oh, definitely one of my top three favorite bands of all time what are your uh, what's what are their top two bands uh i would say uh in order i yeah. would go blink 182 is my number one favorite band of all time right um then the misfits right then a day to remember oh just because those three bands have held like all their albums to me have just been perfect or near perfect um and then for the longest time i've always said this is one of my favorite bands so i finally like a few years ago just kind of narrowed it down and was like who has been the most consistent of all these bands that i really love and while there are albums of other bands out there that i would say is some of my top favorite albums of all time if i have to narrow it down to three and because they're 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 all kind of all over the place with different genres you know like I love pop punk music. It's influenced me in so many ways. Therefore, Blink-182 to me is just my favorite. Um, I love a lot of hardcore type of punk, and I love the whole Halloween theme of the the Misfits bring to it uh, with a number of bands. So I would say that they've 
they take the cake for that one. And then as far as hardcore stuff goes, I love a day to remember, even though a day to remember incorporates the pop punks. So it's just like a, a full circle, you know what I'm saying? Just, it all comes around. And those three bands just to me make up my music taste. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, 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 I love punk too, but, but no other band is, has, has more been on my heart than the misfits. The misfits and I are yeah. like one in the same. So I, Totally yeah. get it. Totally get it. Yeah. So um, I know. Well, I well, I remember that um for Christmas you texted me a picture and you got a a Misfits album, right? Mm-hmm. So, I sure did. So 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 how many Misfits albums do you have right now? Uh, as far as vinyl goes, um, I would, I I think I have. Uh, I would I would say I have four misfits records okay yeah um the collection um right yes so i have both of the collections on vinyl okay uh you know the one with the yellow logo and the black fiend skull right uh the brown one yeah yeah one and two um i have the friday the 13th vinyl album and then i have project 1950 oh oh i need to get that one yeah yeah that Um, that one is so cool with a really cool cover yeah. Uh, like a variant cover. It's not the one that you see. Like if you go to Apple Music or Spotify and you type it in, it's a really cool variant cover that looks like a vintage horror movie. Right. Uh, poster. It's really. It's really cool. Well, I have four as well, and those four is uh, American Psycho, which it took t- took me forever yeah. to get. And I got Earth AD Wolf's Blood, and I yes. have and I have um, I think I have a single of La- of Last Caress and Green Hill. Mm. Yeah. God, it's so I, perfect. And I have one other perfect. one, but but I forgot which one. I, I I need to go through my um through through my vinyl records and see which one I actually have. But, but yeah, 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 I don't I don't have any any Graves era. Uh, I I would love to get American um uh, American Psycho and Famous Monsters on vinyl. Yeah. Um, I just I haven't been able to track those down yet. Uh, but I you know I've got the collection stuff from the Danzig era, and then I've got Friday the 13th and Project 1950 from the Jerry Only yeah. era. Yeah, American so. Psycho took me forever to get. You know, yeah, those are harder. I, those are harder to find. Yeah, because it well, 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 it was shipped from another country, so I had to wait like a yeah. like, like a month or two. I don't think it's very. Um, uh, I don't think you can find American Psycho anywhere in stores anymore in in America. I think you have to yeah. search outside, you know, outside the states. But that's okay. Yeah. yeah, I got it. So, yeah, cool. Uh, so why don't you? Uh, so uh, we're gonna go through. We're gonna dive deep in their career, and mm-hmm. I think you want to um, lead us off, right? Yeah, I'll lead us off. You know, we were talking briefly before we started. Uh, when it comes to the 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 history of the Misfits, it's very complex and it stemmed over forty years. You know, and so. And there's a lot of important things to talk about, and we really didn't want to skip over too many things. We're kind of hitting the main like bullet points today. I encourage everybody. I've been reading uh, the book, uh, This Music Leaves Stains, uh, Story of the Misfits. Um, I wish I could have completed it by the time we did this episode, but I did go back and listen to uh, a podcast called No Dogs in Space. Uh, for those of you who are fans of, the, any, of the, any of the last podcast network shows, yes, yes. Um, no dog and no dogs in space is a wonderful music podcast that Marcus Parks from Last Podcast on the Left does with his wife Carolina, um, and they've been doing a lot of you know punk bands, uh, the Damned, the Ramones. They did a two parts thing on the Misfits, um, so I went back and listened to those over the past two days and uh, just kind of gathering up some knowledge. But go check those out. Go read the books. It, it, it's a very convoluted, confusing story but at the same time there's a lot of stories that come from that era that are told wrong (laughs) so it's like it's hard to narrow down what is the truth and what is just bs but you know it's it's a it's a interesting lovely story regardless but um so yeah let's 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 hop right into it we got a lot to cover and we'll uh we'll knock it out all right um so from hell they came this comes from their official website i just looked up the bio because i figured it would probably be the most animated right (laughs) yeah (laughs) um from hell they came 40 years ago in a small town in new jersey called Lodi. 
to be specific. Um, It was there at the dawn of the punk movement in April of 1977 that the Misfits were born, taking for their name, uh, for their name, the title of Marilyn Monroe's final movie. They set out to make an impression. They wound up making history and creating a legacy that has truly withstood the test of time. Today, boasting a massive catalog of music old and new and an influence felt around the world, the Misfits are being generated uh, are, are generating more interest than ever before. Right. And I would agree that it's just yeah. as far as a career goes, even with the breaks that they took in between those years that they were not around, you still felt their presence and so many different musical acts and uh we'll briefly talk about that you know and and right before their big comeback in the 90s they kind of resurfaced while they were broken up and Um, i feel like 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 now people are talking about about them more than ever before you know it's great yeah 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 because i heard like misfits oh oh go ahead okay yeah because i heard oh no you good oh because I heard, because I've been um, searching the internet, and it seems like like more and more bands are starting covering the Misfits. You know, I mean, it's it's yeah. it's awesome. You know, so yeah, yeah. There's there's so many bands. I just saw the other day, uh, Green Day did an awesome cover of um um uh oh Hollywood Babylon. Oh, okay, um, yeah. It's, yeah, it's 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 amazing. Um, you know, so all these bands are are definitely not ashamed to be misfits fans and i think it's great right right. yeah okay uh so the misfits uh for those of you who don't know they're an american punk rock band often recognized as the progenitor whatever excuse me i'm just gonna uh, whatever the pioneers (laughs) we we understand (laughs) nothing here okay so (laughs) nothing 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 uh, they're the pioneers of the uh, the horror punk subgenre, blending punk and other musical influence with horror film themes and imagery. The group was founded in 1977, as we said before, in Lodi, New Jersey, by vocalist, songwriter, and keyboardist Glenn Danzig. People forget that uh, Glenn Danzig originally started out singing and playing keys. Um, one of the most famous songs that you could hear, where they, kind of before they were the misfits that we. N- grew to love cough cool where i heard it compared on the no dogs in space podcast it, it kind of sounds like a more punk rock version of the doors and it does it's very it's very different from what we knew them as uh but anyway um started by glenn danzig and drummer manny martinez jerry only joined on bass shortly after that uh over the next six years, membership would change frequently with Danzig and only being the uh, the only consistent members. <clears throat> During this time period, they released several EPs and singles, and with Only's brother Doyle as guitarist, the albums uh, Walk Among Us and Earth AD slash Wolf's Blood, both considered touchstones of the early 1980s hardcore punk movement. The band has gone through many lineup changes over the years, with bassist Jerry Only being the only constant member in the group. Yeah. So, so the Misfits were formed in 1977, like we said, um, by Glenn Danzig, who had previous experience performing in local bands and named his new group after actress Marilyn Monroe's final film, The Misfits. Danzig's first drummer was Manny Martinez, as we mentioned before, who later saw a bass guitar uh, in the back of Jerry Caifa's uh, car, which is Jerry only's real name, um, part of his neighbor's house. So this is kind of how they like grew to became friends i guess right uh so jerry only had recently received the bass as a christmas gift and when Mar- martinez invited him to join the band uh only accepted despite having only practiced his instrument for two months <laughs> he was so freaking fresh with his his bass but he was like sure yeah i'll do it right um so jerry only and danzig would remain the only consistent members of the misfits during the group's disillusion uh in uh or excuse me uh yeah, dissolution in uh, 1983. Um, they recorded their first single, Cough Cool, as we said before, that they released through their own label, Blank Records, in August of 1977. Jerry only surname was uh, Kaifa, uh, was misspelled on the record's sleeve, prompting him to insist that in the future he be credited as Jerry, only Jerry. Oh, so then Jerry only uh, became yeah. his pseudonym, you're right, yeah. uh, for the rest of his career. Uh, the band played their first two performances at CBGB's. That's incredible. Such an iconic music venue. Right. Um, and it's 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 great that their first two uh, 
concerts were held at this place. Uh, New York City, followed by other local performances over the following few months. Um, so eventually Danzig and only deemed Martinez unreliable and replaced him with the drummer Jim Catania, uh, who went by the nickname Mr. Jim. Pretty boring. Yeah. Uh, the, band, <laughs> the band found a recording opportunity when Mercury Records wished to use the name Blank Records for one of its subdivisions and offered Danzig 30 hours of studio time in exchange for the rights to the name. Danzig accepted it, and in January 1978, the Misfits entered a New York recording studio to record 17 songs. Now, some of you are saying, wow, that's a lot of, that's a lot of songs. But you got to remember, back in the day, punk, specifically hardcore punk, the songs are very short. They might be a minute long. So, yeah, they, they had a lot of songs, but the albums really didn't take a lot of time to do just because they were so short very right. fast and, and they were over and, and normally you were look on the back of a cd and it's like 30 or 45 minutes plug albums back then were like like well, like 20 minutes long you know yeah they, they were, were only like 20 minutes long yeah uh, the, the, the yeah. whole the whole cd you know oh yeah yeah which is un, <laughs> which is un, 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 unbelievable yeah <laughs> But yeah, so they so they entered the studio to do 17 songs, 14 of which uh, went on to be Static Age. Um, the band were unable to find a record label interested in releasing it, uh, so they released four songs, uh, four of the songs in June of 1978 as the bullet single on their own record label, Plan Nine Records, named after the 1959 science uh, science fiction horror film Plan Nine from Outer Space. Now, I also heard in the No Dogs in Space podcast that the reason that they went back and would not release, they had no interest in releasing albums because of the song bullet, which me and you know, because we're big misfits fans, but the song bullet is a very, very offensive song about the death of JFK. Right. And, uh, and Glenn Danzig, like having sexual relations with Jackie. (laughs) So (laughs) it's very, it's very offensive. And they were like, uh, no, thanks. (laughs) Actually, here's a fun fact for you. I don't. Well, I, I know you know, but I think on the on like the vinyl of uh, of there is a there is a vinyl for the single bullet, and on the cover yeah. of it, it showed JFK's, <laughs> you know, of the, the head it show, exploding. It shows him dying. Yeah. I, let's just put it like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Which is very very offensive for for most people very, back, back yeah, in the eighties, and you know. Oh gosh, yeah. You know, you're talking about. You're talking about a time period where people were very, excuse me, very conservative, you know, and, and something like that. It's just it, it, very highly offensive. Yeah. Um, but the other songs would see release on various compilation albums uh, throughout the 1980s and the 90s. Uh, but Static Age actually was not released in its entirety until 1997. Mm. So like right before or right as the band was making a resurgence in the 90s with a different lead singer, that's the, for the first time you could actually listen to Static Age in its entirety as it was intended. Right. Which is yeah. odd, you know, because you, th- you think like 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 right, right after they record the album, you know, they were releasing, you know, get, get new music out to the fans. Following the Static Age sessions, uh, the Misfits began a shift in songwriting and appearance. With Danzig writing more songs inspired by B horror and science fiction films, he painted skeletal patterns on his performance clothing, only while only began applying dark makeup around his eyes and styling his hair, and a long pointed hanging from his forehead between his eyes and down to his chin. And the style known because of. The, the style was now known as the devil lock and i used to have one of those i don't know if you know it but i guess <laughs> I, I I, I, every used, time i get out of the shower i pull my hair yes, down into a devil lock i did the same thing and <laughs> and especially when i had my hair dyed black i was like yeah i'm part of oh, the business yeah yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> so uh so both danzig and only brothers doyle doyle and and only would eventually adopt the hairstyle mm-hmm. to make its yeah. presence. Uh, the new style and musical direction would later be described as subgenre horror punk, which is what we know and love today. Yeah, we did a whole horror punk episode. We did. Uh, yeah. Way back, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome, awesome. 
while in Canada in October 78, recently added brother added guitarist Frenchie Coma. Uh, quit yeah, the ba- something like that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. He he was the original guitarist for the band, I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. He quit the band because he did not enjoy touring, and guitarist Ricky. Rick Riley filled in temporarily to finish the, the, the tour. Mr. Jim also quit following the, the tour, uh, citing it a distaste for horror the, the uh, direction in which the band was heading. I don't know why he didn't like horror. Everybody loves horror, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's a loser. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, so within two months, the pair were was replaced with uh, drummer Joey Poole, under the pseudonym Joey Image, and guitarist mm-hmm. Bobby Co- who just recently passed away. Oh, he did. R.I.P. Oh man, yeah, that's sad to hear. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Gu- guitarist Bobby Caulfold, uh, Caulfold, yeah, yeah, also known as Bobby Steele. I like that name better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. The new lineup of, of Much d- yeah, the the new lineup of Danzig only. Image and Steel became uh, began performing in December of '78 and continued to evolve the horror elements of the band. They released the the horror business single in June of '79, uh, the cover of which figure, featured a skeletal figure inspired by a poster in in the 1946 film serial *The Crimson Ghost*. Which is now mm-hmm. their, their their mascot. Uh, they officially, yeah, like adopted it, and they own the the uh, all the license right. crap for the that image. Right. Mm-hmm. So the figure became a mascot for the band, like I just mentioned, uh, and its skull mm-hmm. image would serve them as the Misfits logo for the rest of their career. Uh, the band also launched a fan club named the Fiend Club. Which Danzig operated in in the do-it-yourself fashion from his mother's basement in Lodi. Silkscreen T-shirts, assembly records, okay, mailing merchandise, catalogs, booking shows for the band, and answering fan mail. So he was a very, very, very busy man. It sounds like. Yeah, he did it all, man. He was very busy with all that. And then on top of that, you know, they're handling, they have their own record label. So yeah. it's very, which is blank. You know, they were very involved. Yeah. Like from the get go. And it, and it was very DIY. Uh, and, um, they handled it all. Right. But, um, I was, uh, watching a YouTube video of, uh, only since, uh, Danzig left, you know, Jerry only was the only remainder of the band that died the whole career. And he says that he yeah. does everything, now that Danzig yeah. did so yeah 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 it's still very and I mean you look at the mis, the Misfits merchandise that you can get anywhere yeah. I mean you can't walk into a Hot Topic uh, without seeing a thousand Misfits products up there I mean even I I, I bought a Walmart uh, a shirt from Walmart one time with a Misfits oh, okay. skull on it that was officially licensed yeah I mean it's just yeah those guys the, the Misfits and Kiss are the leaders of like rock uh, memorabilia, right? And uh, and being able to sell to mass audiences. I don't think that that Mistress has a, has a coffin that Kiss does. Kiss sells coffins. Did, did you know that? Uh, they, they do. I forgot about they that. Do. Which is I, odd. Yeah, that the I Misfits mean, wouldn't be, get in that game, right? Because <laughs> we think you know, coffin and death, and they're making big money. All the horror stuff. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. I just burped. That was really rude oh. for podcasting. I'm really sorry, everybody. That's <laughs> all right. We didn't hear it, so it's all right. So, uh, upon their return to the United States after the London Dungeon incident, the Misfits. Yes, released... I want to. I want to talk about the London the London Dungeon incident. Have you? Okay, go Do ahead. you remember yeah. the story of London Dungeon? I do not. I never heard it before. It's, it's, it's not really all that much of a... I mean, there's a lot of stories with the Misfits, like the London Dungeon thing, the grave robbing thing that happened to them or whatever. But the London Dungeon one is just interesting because they were over... And again, this this I got from the No Dogs in Space podcast. There was, right. uh, they, were, they were touring in London uh, with the Damned, I believe, and they got into some... They got into a fight with... Uh, it was uh, Bobby Steele and Danzig got in a fight with some skinheads that were like talking crap, 
and uh, ended up getting arrested and thrown into like this holding cell. Mm-hmm. And they said it was very echoey and dark and it felt like a dungeon. And so in the midst of being trapped in there until they could be released, they started like, you know, tapping on their legs or whatever and just humming out that guitar riff. Bah, 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 nah, nah, nah. And then Danzig wrote the lyrics to London Dungeon while actually being trapped inside of a London dungeon, the dun- <laughs> like a holding that's awesome. cell. Yeah. That's, so, that's like, yeah. Oh, that's a cool story. So after that incident, yeah. the Misfits released the Beware EP in January 1980. Yay, I was born in... Yeah, and took and then took a four month break at, uh, before adding Arthur McGuckin as their new drummer under the pseudonym Arthur Googie. Googie. Wow. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. pretty weird. I don't know where these <laughs> where these guys get their names from, but they're awesome, you know. I don't know. It, it, like nowadays, you have you, there's probably like a Misfits name generator right, yeah. that you can use right, online. Yeah. Uh, but it probably took a lot of effort and thinking back then. <laughs> right, right. Uh, so during this time, Olney's younger brother, Paul, a longtime fan of the band who went under the name, the, the nickname Doyle, uh, began learning mm-hmm. to play guitar uh, with help from Danzig and Olney, his brother. Uh, the Minister mm-hmm. began working on the, on the album, which they planned to release throughout their Plan 9 label. Recording 12 songs in the studio in August of 80. Doyle pra- practiced and with the band and recorded its, his own guitar tracks for, for, for the songs. Um, and only began persuading them to think that Doyle would fit the band's and the band better than Steel, their, their previous guitarist. Uh, yeah. That October, Steele was ejected from the band in favor of the 16-year-old Doyle. Wow. Steele, <laughs> right. Uh, Steele went on to form the Undead, the band Undead, while Doyle mm-hmm. made his debut with the Misfits at their annual Halloween performance at Irene Plaza in New York City. After, after several more performances, the band took another hiatus for six months and the band re- reconvened and released three hits from hell. Wow. Yeah, classic. Awesome. Yeah. So that's the story. I'll take this next one here since this was like like the... Go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, so that's the story from from how Doyle got... Because I've always wondered, you know, how he got yeah. in the band. So that's very, uh, that's very telling that uh, brothers, like like the band Calibri's, they're all brothers too. You know, that, right. in the same genre. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I guess Doyle just... just and uh, inspire them to, to take them on, and and off we go, you know. Yeah. So that's awesome. for sure. Yeah. Well, I'll um, I'll take this next one here. This was uh, this I would have to say this is my favorite Danzig era Misfits album. Um, okay. Yeah, Walk Among Us was released in March of 1982 mm. through Ruby and Slash Records. It was the first full-length Misfits albums to be properly released and the only album to be to be released while the early incarnation of the band was still active. A national tour in support of the album followed, and the band's performances began to grow more intense and violent. Danzig and Googie uh, clashed frequently during the tour, and after a heated argument at a McDonald's restaurant, <laughs> Danzig kicked Googie out of the band, delaying their plans to record their next EP. Danzig's kind of a hothead, and as time went on, you know, it, more and more people have said, like, he became very difficult to work with. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think a lot of that has to do with creative control. Yeah. But I also think, I mean, the dude was uh, like, they, like we just said, he was doing everything himself. Um, and, well, and well, see, not only that, I, I believe that he wanted uh, like Misfits was the band, you know, obviously the band, but it was also considered his baby. I think cause I, yeah. guess, I guess he didn't want anybody to tarnish the name. And I guess that's why he was so, uh, um, hard to work with, you know, which makes sense, yeah. you know. Yeah, and the rest of the guys. So, so Jerry Only's family owned a, uh, <clears throat> um, like a knife factory or something like that. Uh, and a lot of the guys in the band worked at that factory. They would play their shows. They said they would sometimes play the shows like late into the night, not get any sleep, go into the factory, 
have to go wash off all their makeup and change their clothes and then hop on the production line. Right. Um, so they're doing a lot of that while Danzig did not work with them, but Danzig was doing all the, uh, the, the fiend club things. He was, uh, organizing tours and just doing all, they didn't have somebody that did that for them. That it was, a, it was very much controlled by their own people. So, but yeah, interest, interesting. Um, but yeah, so around this time, Danzig was growing increasingly dissatisfied with the Misfits and had begun writing songs for a new project. Um, in June of 1983, he confided to Henry Rollins, the lead singer of Black Flag, mm. uh, that he planned to quit the group. In July of 1983, the Misfits finished recording their EP, and Danzig decided to record two more songs they had in, he had intended for his new project, turning it into a full album. That album would be Earth AD slash yes. Wolf's Blood. Yes. Uh, demonstrate it. Would you say that's your favorite Danzig yes, era? It is. It really it, is. It is. And it is a great one. It's, I mean, it's got Die Die My Darling. Walk, Mommy, can I go out and kill it tonight? Walk Among Us was, was good, but it, but I didn't think that it held a candle to, um, to, to Earth AD. Well, it was more, I'd, I'd say that Walk Among Us was more poppy. Cause it had like, I turned into a Martian on there, you know, which is sounds more like a happy song. Nike, go, go. Those are more happy sounding songs, I right. guess. Yeah. Um, earth AD was very dark, very right. fast green hell. Um, you know, just like very, very intense. Uh, the album cover was a lot more gory and graphic than, uh, the album cover for walk among us with that big, like bat spider thing in the background. Yeah. Yeah. That's creepy too. So, yeah. yeah, it's it's just a lot darker of an album, I think. Um, but anyway, Earth AD, uh, Wolf's Blood demonstrated the in, the increased influence of hardcore punk uh, and heavy metal on the band, though they would break up just two months before it was released. Um, after a series of arguments with Danzig, Robo, who we didn't we didn't talk about Robo coming into the band, but Robo was actually the original drummer for Black Flag, um, who you know filled in for. Uh, for Joey image, you know, Joey image got like real drunk one night and just couldn't like keep it together before the show. And Danzig like kicked him out and he was like, Robo you're in. So Robo just filled in and just stayed, you know, just stayed with the band. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah. So after a series of arguments, you know, again, Danzig with everybody else, Robo left the band in August and Danzig began, uh, became further disenchanted beginning to audition musicians for his next project. And on uh, October 29th, 1983, the Misfits played their annual Halloween performance at Greystone Hall in Detroit with the Necros. Uh, Danzig had selected Brain Damage, uh, whose real name was Brian Keats, formerly of Genocide and Verbal Abuse, and the band's new, um, as the band's new drummer. However, Damage became drunk before the show, another incident where somebody got drunk, mm -hmm. could not play. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Cannot, they, like, you can't, they, they could not hold a drummer. Um, after uh, after several songs, Doyle escorted him off stage and told Todd Swalla of the Necros uh, uh, in off stage, and Todd Swalla of the Necros filled in for the remainder of their performances. Um, tensions came to a head, and Danzig announced to the audience that it would be the band's final show. Mm. Uh, upon returning to Lodi, the band members went their separate ways. Um, Danzig went on to have a relatively successful career with his project. Now you can pronounce this Sam Hine. You can pronounce this Sawin. I learned this whenever we did a not religious episode about the history of Halloween, uh, which is basically what Sawin is. Um, I always say Sawin, um, but uh, I, his projects. I, I always used to pronounce it Sam Hain. I did. I said yeah. Sam Hain for a long time, and then I learned that it was actually pronounced Sawin, and I just I just stuck with it. Because he's yeah. looking at it, it's Sam Hain. It's spelled you know, Sam it's, Hain. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean. Um, yeah. But how, whatever floats your boat, there is no wrong way to say it. Right. Um, but, you know, he had a, a relatively successful career uh, with that project. Uh, but it wasn't until he did his solo career and the monstrous single Mother. Yes. Uh, that that's really what escalated and cemented Danzig as like, okay, I'm done with the Misfits. Yeah. I'm done with everything else. Started my this own. is my new baby. Right. Exactly. Right, and that's where Jerry took over. So, something uh, about Misfits, I think. Yeah, yeah. And then you know, so there, so things kind of fizzled, fizzled out there. Jerry only, uh, and, and Doyle actually started a uh, a Christian heavy metal band um, called Christ the Conqueror. What? Um, I need to take it, that out. Yeah. 
it's but it's really it's really hard to find their music. You can go to YouTube. You can listen to the songs. They do have the full album on YouTube, but it's. Oh. I don't think you can like find it in a store. I don't think you can like stream it on Spotify or Apple Music. Really? I think it's only on YouTube right now. Yeah. Wow, okay. Um, but oddly enough, I, and I, I I listened to Christ the Conqueror for a little bit. It's not bad. You can hear the the heavy influence of like the '90s Misfits era right, era right. from Christ the Conqueror. A lot of the songs sound the same. Even so much to the fact that one of their songs, and I have it pulled up here. Um, I'm not going to play it for you guys. You can go listen to it yourself. But Do- Christ the Conqueror had, had a song called Dr. Fives Rises Again. Um, we all know that oh, the Dr. intro Steve. track to yeah. American Psycho is is abominable Dr. Fives. Well, the song Dr. Fives Rises Again by Christ the Conqueror is actually Kong at the Gates, the oh, intro no. yeah. to Famous Monsters. That's yeah. awesome, yeah. Yeah. Huh. So little fun fact for you. Um, but anyway, 1995 comes around, right? Yeah. So we, we talked briefly about this time period where the misfits, so the misfits are gone. You know, Doyle's or uh, uh, Danzig's solo career is starting to take off. But at this time, the misfits were still an underground type of band. There weren't a lot, unless you were into punk, you really didn't know about the misfits. Until can I ask you a Metallica? Oh, right, right, yeah. Metallica blew up the Misfits totally because they did. They wore Misfits T-shirts. Yeah. They covered Misfits songs. They do an awesome cover of Last Caress. Uh, and then you know when they did Garage Inc., uh, they covered um, Die Die My Darling. Um, I think they did Green Hill too, if I'm not mistaken. So Metallica and actually Guns N' Roses had a lot to do with the resurgence of that because uh, Guns N' Roses put out the Spaghetti Incident and uh, they covered Attitude and people loved it and was like, oh, oh, there's a, oh, this band, okay, cool. And then just, they started to kind of rise up again and they weren't even around. They were still fizzled out. But you you said you had a question for me? Yes, sir. Okay, so on the next, next, little blurb you, you, you're going to read to them right now. I I was about to ask you, did we actually interview one of the Misfits? Because you'll, you'll, oh. you'll actually... <laughs> I know, I saw that. Yeah, like, what the heck? I know. Yeah, dude, I was about to I know, oh, that would have been God. cool. That would have been great. Okay. <laughs> Alright, so explain to the fine people what we are all gigging about. Uh, yeah, so in 1995... Uh, only and Doyle immediately set out, uh, set about reforming the Misfits, right? So they're starting to make a comeback. They started to audition people. They're like, okay, let's bring let's bring the band back, right? Because we're starting to we're starting to get popular. Like we're these these newer bands are giving us a lot of credit, right. and people are interested in us now. Let's let's do something. Can I can so, I can uh, I can I interject you for you right now? Yeah. Okay. So I heard through the grapevine that the Misfits were was was waiting for Danzig to come back and they got so tired yes. of it they're like, Okay, we need to start doing something. Right. I right. mean is that the right uh, And Danzig I mean, had no interest okay. he had no interest whatsoever. Right, yeah. They've been waiting None. for none. He he was done. He washed his hands of the Misfits. That wasn't his thing anymore. Right. He was, you know, Mobo. You know, that's right. all that's all that's all Danzig <laughs> cared about. Yeah. So um, but they brought in drummer David Calabrese. Now listen, look, look, y'all. We interviewed Davy da- Calabrese, right? Which is but they're not the same person. Oh, that would have been so great, dude! It would have been cool. No, this is David Calabrese, also known as Doctor Chud. Okay. Um, which I didn't even know was Doctor Chud's real name until we were doing research for this, and I was like, holy crap. Right. David Calabrese, and I was like, "Oh wait, no. never mind." <laughs> <laughs> I was about to geek out, dude. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah, uh, but yeah, they brought in dumber, dumber drummer David Calabrese, also known as Doctor Chud, uh, who had worked with them in Christ the Conqueror. Oh, okay, uh, which is why a lot of Christ the Conqueror stuff sounds right. like the '90s era. Yeah, but Glenn Danzig refused to return as the band's lead singer. He would not do it. Oh. Um, the band now reformed with, with one original founding member, Jerry only held open auditions for a new vocalist. 
19-year-old singer Michael Emanuel had recently recorded a demo tape in hopes of starting a music career, and the owner of the recording studio suggested that he audition for the Misfits. Being unfamiliar with the band, Emanuel listened to Collection One on a Walkman. Uh, kids, if you remember what a Walkman is. Right. Uh, to I learn do. the lyrics and, and melodies <laughs> while working his job as a greenskeeper. He impressed the band with his, with his audition and, and accepted as the new lead singer under the pseudonym Michael Graves. Yes. Uh, while Doyle adopted the new stage full name, uh, Doyle Wolfgang Von Frankenstein. Mm. Yeah. So this is this we're getting into a really good, awesome. I, I would have to say that I I do love the Graves era as far as songs goes. Yes. I, I do like them more than the Danzig era of songs. Um, they were I, just more fun to me. I but there's some, yeah. there's something you can take from every incarnation of the Misfits with the horror punk, like the hardcore punk stuff. Excuse me, the hard hardcore punk stuff that it started with the more 90s metal influence in the, you know, the Michael Graves era. And then the Jerry only era that's around now is more poppy and uh, more love song type of things. But I mean, there's things I like about all of them. Right. But uh, yeah, why don't you take this next little part there? Sure. The new incarnation of the Misfits released their album, their debut album, American Cycle in 1997, which is great. Everybody should hear it. Uh, Perfect. They filmed videos for the songs American Psycho and Dig Up Her Bones, which is your favorite song ever. I, I do believe it. It is my favorite. Yes, it is one of my favorite <laughs> yeah. songs ever, and it's definitely my favorite Misfit song. Yes, mine too. Mine too. The band and tour. it is also my PlayStation Network name. Yeah, so anybody <laughs> wants to follow the lake on PlayStation. Dig Up Her Bones 7. There you go. The band, the band toured Europe and North America in support of the album and appeared as characters in World Wrestling Championship. Yeah. World Wrestling. Do you remember WCW. That? Right, yeah. The it, WCW. Yeah, because they came out with Vampiro, you know, because he was like yeah. them. He had like white white paint on his face and mm -hmm. um, was a luchador. So, yeah, I, I definitely remember those days. Those videos are all over YouTube and they're hilarious. Like when they went, like when they like poured the barbecue sauce on his manager and stuff but they looked like yeah. wrestlers they looked just like the wrestlers of the 90s yeah because back it worked back, <laughs> back in the day you had gimmicks you know you had like you were yeah. you, you you were pretending to be another another um person you know just about so I agree. yeah and i heard that uh doyle actually slept with uh uh macho man randy savage's wife or something or girlfriend George, or something like that George, yeah George informed um um uh gorgeous frankenstein i think right yes i think so yes, yeah cause, uh, <laughs> cause, yeah because one one what what wasn't she the singer of the band or something i think so yeah yeah, yeah that was awesome I, I i i need to go back and listen to, to gorgeous frankenstein yeah gorgeous frankenstein is really good mm. uh, okay so graves took a hiatus from the band in 98 during which mike Azatone of Hideous of Empire Hideous filled as in as a singer uh tours of South America and Europe. Dude, he okay, so he he was learning the name Mike Hideous and he fitted the band so well I wish they would have done yeah. an album with him. He looks like yeah, he, I liked, he looks I liked like him. He looks like Danzig, sounds like Danzig, but 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 like mm -hmm. yeah, he was Danzig out, you know. <clears throat> right. So after Graves um, after Graves returned the, to the band and signed to Roadrunner Records, releasing Famous Monsters in October 99 and filming a music video for the single Scream. Wow. Mm, yes, I love that song. Uh, that that um, that album had uh, Saturday Night, right? Yeah. Yeah, that yeah was, that's the album with Saturday Night. Yeah, that was my uh, first Crawling one. Eye, Pumpkinhead. I love all those songs. Right. The band made several appearances in some movies in the late late 90s, uh, but tensions uh, between the band members began to grow. Uh, during a performance at the House of Blues in Orlando, Florida on October 25, 25th, 2000, uh, Grace and Chud both quit the band and walked off stage. Hmm, I wonder who, <laughs> wonder who inspired that, right? 
There was, yeah, uh, for real. Um, I think I think <laughs> I think only you know inspired to walk off. Gosh, uh, yeah. The two later, the two later, realized an album under the name Graves before splitting up. Graves went to sing mm-hmm. for Gotham Road and then launched a solo career. Uh, while Chud formed Doctor Chud's ex ward. Uh, meanwhile, mm-hmm. Doyle took the infinite hiatus and from performing as he divorced and remarried and had a fourth, fourth child and dealt with tendonitis in the elbow. That's hard because when you're a guitarist, yeah. that's something you don't want to they want to come across. The way he like slams the guitar when he's playing and stuff. Yeah, dude, he's like, really I'm sure, yeah, that was guitar. painful. No wonder that, that, yeah. that his, his guitar looks so beat up, you know? For real. Um, as the sole remaining founder of the Misfits, Jerry only, oh, uh, yeah. t- took over lead vocal duties and uh, an audition. All by myself. <laughs> there you go. And, um, <laughs> she, took, she took over the lead vocal duties and uh, auditioned playing bass, guitar, and recruited veteran music Des Cadena, Des Cadena, former guitarist of Black Flag, and Ideal Doyle was not fond of, of course, right? Yeah, uh, of course. <laughs> uh, leading him to quit. Also, Marky Ramone from the famous Ramones, um, was a former drummer of the Ramones, um, mm-hmm. for a Misfits, 25th anniversary tour which lasted intermittently for three years nearly three yeah. three years uh, <laughs> yeah. wow uh so former black flag and misfit drummer robo filled in robo um, for ramon during some some third stretches of the tour i always thought that robo was was the original drummer no he wasn't the original one he was yeah. the original for black flag but he right. was definitely like you know, part of the part of the band for a long time, and unfortunately, due to uh, we'll we'll get to that. But unfortunately, yeah. due to like he wasn't not being a, a U.S. citizen, you know, and oh, that yeah. ultimately led to yeah. why he had to quit. But right. um, we'll get to that here. Yeah. Um, in 2009 and 2010, the Misfits performed an extended 30, 30th anniversary world tour. Uh, a new single, Land of the Dead, which is great. Like, it doesn't get enough credit. That is a good Misfits song. Yeah. I wish people would just get over the fact that it's not Danzig, it's not Graves, and it's just Jerry only, but it's a good song. Um, it was released on October 27th, 2009, marking the band's first release of new studio material in six years mm-hmm. and the only release by the lineup of only Kadena and Robo. So they're just three piece. Right. Uh, Robo was dismissed from the band. Here we go. Unfortunately, <laughs> in 2010, with only explaining uh, that ongoing problems with his Colombian passport inhibited the band's ability to tour consistently. So, yeah, Robo was from Colombia. And was not an American U.S. citizen, had all kind of restrictions, and could not tour internationally. Um, but anyway, he was replaced by Eric Chupacabra, uh, Ark of Murphy's Law, who had previously filled it in with the band uh, for their tours in 2000 and 2001. The only Kadena and Ark lineup uh, released a new album, The Devil's Reign. Again, does not get enough credit. Ooh, it's actually a really good album. That's a good album. Um, it is yeah. recorded with producer Ed Stasium and entitled after the 1975 film starring William Shatner. All right. Um, yeah. The album was released on October 4th, 2011. Uh, during the latter quarter of 2011, former vocalist Danzig and guitarist uh, and guitarist Doyle performing started performing misfit songs um, on four occasions as part of the Danzig legacy tour. So you started to see, a little bit of like, hey, there's this might happen. This like might we've work. got Danzig and Doyle yeah. performing together for the first time in decades. Right. Um, the first of the four shows, which took place on October seventh in Chicago, was a sold out crowd. I mean, how could it not? Right. I mean, it's missing. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, in May of 2016, and at the time they were like, this is probably the closest thing to a Misfits reunion that you'll right. ever see. Right. But, but. In May of 2016, Danzig, Oil, and Doyle announced that they would perform together for the first time in 33 years mm. under the original name of the Misfits. So finally, we got it. Yes. Uh, so Jerry only told Rolling Stone that the reunion stemmed from a legal dis- discussion that was, quote, turning into another court battle, and then it turned into a reunion. So 
another thing that we won't get into here. There has been a long going court battle, lawsuit after lawsuit between Danzig and the Misfits. Now, while Danzig wanted nothing to do with the Misfits, he had no interest in coming back. He wanted all the royalties. You know what I'm saying? For right. his era that and he wanted part of the merchandise because he helped build what it was. And I totally get it. Right. But at the same time, I think it was kind of a douche move for Danzig to be like, no, I don't want to be in the band, but you're going to pay me. Right. I mean, you like, quit the band, dude. You know, I mean, right. So, yeah. And no interest. And he was offered several times to come back. And he was like, no, 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 no. I don't yeah. want to do that, but I want my money. Right. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, what a douche, you know. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. It's Danzig. <laughs> so uh, court documents, <laughs> it's just Danzig. <laughs> Court documents show that Danzig and only discussed a reunion as part of a settlement uh, as uh, as part of settlement negotiations as early as 2014. Um, in September of 2014, the, the Misfits lineup of Danzig or uh, only and Doyle, along with Dave, uh, drummer Dave Lombardo mm. um, and guitar. And I'm I'm confused. I always forget who Dave Lombardo paid, played for. It's either. Uh, Anthrax or Slayer? I can't remember Slayer. which one. I, Slayer. I, was it Dave? Le, Le Slayer. Uh, yeah. I always forget who who Dave Lombardo played for. I don't think um, he ever played for Anthrax. I could be wrong, but he might have. Okay, with them. so it's a Slayer. It's okay. a it's a big time Slayer dude. Yeah, we'll go, gotcha. Yeah, okay, yeah, so yeah. it's Slayer's Slayer. <laughs> yeah. Um, and guitarist AC Slade. Uh, headlined their two reunion shows performing 25 song sets at the Riot Fest in Chicago and Denver. Um, in June of 2019, uh, in a June of 2019 interview, Danzig indicated uh, that the reunion period might be drawing to a close, saying that, quote, we're not going to do them anymore. No. <laughs> Simple of enough. Course, uh, right? The news from Danzig came from uh, came on the heels of an in-depth article from Metal Sucks analyzing legal documents related to the original reunion planning that re- uh, the original reunion planning that revealed other details, including the statement, quote, the parties agreed to perform no fewer than 10 Misfits reunion shows to coincide with the 40th anniversary of the band. Despite Danzig's pessimism, it was announced that some that in that same month that the original Misfits would be replacing Megadeth at the Psycho Las Vegas event in August due to Dave Mustaine's throat cancer diagnosis. Mm. How sad. Yeah. So that's kind of where we're at with the Misfits right now. This That's the most recent thing that we can give you. Right. Um, the band has not broken up. They're still around. I would say that as a lineup, it's it's definitely still Jerry Only's Misfits. Like the the whole reunion thing is not like the way that it is. It's right. Danzig and Doyle are not permanent members of this band again. They've done reunion shows, but as far as releasing new music, if you're looking for new music from the Misfits, it's going to be Jerry Only uh, and Des Kadena. That is that is the Misfits as we know it right now. Okay, yeah, I find it so, kind of odd that after all these years, we have seven actually out studio albums. Uh, yeah. So I just want to go over those albums real fast. Walk yeah, Among Us was in 1982. Earth's AD, Wolf's Blood in 83. Static Age re-released, well, finally released in 96. American, yeah. American Psycho came out in 97. Famous Monsters came out in 99. Project 1950 came out in 2003. And finally, The Devil's Reign came out in 2011. Yeah. So, and we've had some singles over the years, like the Friday the Thirteenth. Right. That's just a single. Uh, Vampire Girl, you know, stuff like that from yeah. the newer Misfit stuff. But it, like, yeah, it's been a while since we've had an actual album. Right. Right. Which is all good stuff, you know. I mean. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, but I didn't know that uh, that that Dez was like official member now. Well, I guess he's an official because, member. Okay. So it's just them. So it's just them two now. Dez and uh. And really? Dolly. Yeah. Honestly, as far as like something in writing permanent okay it's jerry only it's des kadena they kind of tour with different drummers whoever's available really i don't think there's an official drummer i'll gladly do it if they ever want to hit me up and um and and how (laughs) and how fitting is it that they got dave lombardo the drum i mean the best it's crazy like arguably the most um the the best drummer in history i think you know yeah man as far as you know thrash metal goes like it's so cool to bring those elements to it because there's such a there's there's so many the Danzig era stuff especially Earth AD was very heavy heavily influenced that thrash metal era that sound for sure 
right very fast you know in your face um not i mean it doesn't have double bass and stuff like a lot of those thrash metal things but as far as the influence goes yeah like it's it's cool to see that right right so but anyway uh, yeah um so i'm gonna read this one little thing right here i think this is a nice way to like round up this this episode on a band that we love so much okay cool um this also comes from their uh their official website um but uh the misfits have have been preserved um, on determination bound by unequaled loyalty to their their fiends and the sheer will to survive. It's been 40 years and decades from now on. Uh, people will still be playing our albums uh, because we will never water down what we do, Jerry only says. Our goal is to keep perspective on who we are and always stay true to ourselves. The reaction we receive only reinforces how potent the band has become with time. We plan to continue, as always, to eclipse the past, block the sun and drag humanity by the throat into a world of darkness filled with ghouls, goblins, and creatures of the night where we are king. One thing is certain. The misfits are here to stay. And once again, every day is Halloween. And that just gave me chills right there. I wanted to be Halloween so all day long, every day. Yeah. So Jerry is a great, great dude. Um, he is. So. He's a, he's a great guy. Yeah. Great. I want to meet him one day. Yeah. Hopefully we'll get him on here. You know, I want to play. I want to play drums for the Misfits there you for go. a living, and be the, the official member. I'll t- I'll do it. I'll uh, do it. I'll play oh, I know every you era. Will. Oh, I know you will. I'll play every era. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Even in Michael Graves, you know, era. I've been practicing my double lock. Like I said, I get out in the shower and I pull my hair down in a double lock, and I'm like, all right, if they if I get the call, I know I know it's going to happen. And and um, <laughs> I, I I don't know how much time you have, but I just want to say this real fast. There are there are certain albums, like first song, the last song that you can't not stop it. You know, I mean, yeah, you don't want to stop it, and that is American Psycho for me. That is one of the yeah, uh, true, truly a, a great, the greatest album in history. You know, I mean, yeah. So when when I put it on, I I, I don't stop until the whole album finishes. That good. You know. Yeah, it's it's yeah, man. I, I'm I'm with you there. It's American Psycho and Famous Monsters. I can listen to front yeah. to back, yeah. um, without stopping it. And Walk Among Us is that way for me too. Yeah. You know, if I have to throw in one from the Danzig era, that's 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 my Danzig era yeah. front to back. Yeah, it's, it's, well, the Danzig era for me is the Wolf Wolf Blood. Oh yeah. So that's that's a great album too. So, uh, be sure to follow us on all your social media, including Instagram. At When Words Film Music Speaks Pod, Facebook at WWFMS Podcast, Twitter is at When Words Fail MS, and of course, you can always email us for anything at When Words Fail Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to do a little plug for my own uh, music stuff I've got going on yes, right now. Please do. Um, so I've, I've begun recording and uploading some drum playthroughs of songs that I play at church. Um, for anyone who is interested in worship music or worship drumming or anything like that, um, you know, just to kind of get out there and get some ideas and other people's heads, if they're like, have ideas for playing songs and want to hear how I play it. Um, I love to study the way that other people play songs that you play so much, you know what I'm saying? Um, but, uh, yeah. So, uh, if you do, if you guys don't mind checking that out, my, in- my Instagram, uh, is Blake underscore Mosley, M O S E L E Y. Um, I have some videos on my IGTV. I also have some on my YouTube channel. Um, you can just search for Blake Mosley. I think I pop up there, but make sure you spell my last name right. That's right. Two E's. Two E's. I'm a little different. Yep. Yep. It's good to be different. Um, yes, it's good to be different. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm also on Twitter. I'm, I'm Sometimes I'm on there. Sometimes I'm funny. Um, James, where can people find you? Anywhere. <laughs> um, anywhere. Anywhere. <laughs> Yeah, uh, YouTube. We have uh, well. Well, I'm basically um, only on the when, when words fail music speaks YouTube channel. I'm starting to build yes. them. Man, we've done like 90, 90 videos so far, so we're getting really, yeah. really good on that one. Um, I'm, I want to be in another video soon. I want to. I I, I want to do. Like maybe can we do a cover wars where yes. I can sit in on one? Yes, yes, sir. Please, I would do. love to do that. I would love to get you on it. You I would know, love to do that because it's our our channel, so it's mine yeah. and yours. I'd love to, I'd love to be on that. Yeah. Okay. Um. Let me see here. Just a minute. Um. I'll cut this out. Yeah, but uh, uh people can you know, get, if you want to 
uh, check out my other Instagram, my own personal Instagram. It's it's James Andrew Cox zero one. I haven't uploaded in in uh, in a few years, you know, because I'm focused on this podcast. Um, so you can catch up with me there, and you can find me on 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 Twitter at you know WWFMS podcast. So that's where they can reach me. So yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, but we'll definitely get together and do a do a a, a YouTube video, man. I would love that. Let's um, do it. And I'm sure all all of all of our fans would love that too. You know, because they let's haven't do, seen uh, you. Yeah, let's do a cover wars. Yeah, yeah, they haven't seen you. You know. Yeah, so, not very I mean, often. I haven't made my I haven't made my my face uh, present on there very much. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So we got to get you out there. You know. So. Going to show off this ugly mug. <laughs> no, man. You're good. You're good. So. All right, y'all. Thank you for watching. And until next time, bye. See ya. You've been listening to the When Words Fail, Music Speaks podcast. Stay tuned for more. And thank you for listening.